everyone out there on the internet. This is the PlayStation Report, episode 190. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler, as always. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? You know, things would be better if we uh, managed to stay on schedule last week, but uh, as you know, there's going to be some old news on this show this week, because, you know, our luck. Yeah. And speaking of luck, Tyler... I got I got to I got to dig into some final to some uh fantasy football statistics happening right now. Of the 3 times people have scored 150 points or more, it has happened to me two out of those 3 times this season. Mhm. I scored 125 points, which is greater than the average score of everyone this season per week. I lost this week to someone who scored 150 points when I had 125 points. I am not having a great time. No, definitely not. Yeah, I've lost four in a row. Pisses me off. Mm. Not fun. Like, my team is just banged up. And it's dudes that I feel like I can't really get rid of because they're going to be back eventually. Mm. Ah, yeah, you know, that's a unfortunate. <laughs> and it's like really good people, too. Like, I'm not going to drop Adam Thielen only if he's fucking out, like, you know, the rest of the season, because he's honestly really fucking good when he's in. All right. But would you so, want to trade yeah. him? Depends who's it, who it's for. For I either mean, Amari it, Cooper or or DeAndre Hopkins. Nah, maybe, maybe. You, might, you could get one add-on with either of those. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll throw, in a, De- I'll throw in a Devontae Freeman. <laughs> I'd have to think about it because uh, I could use someone like that, but I don't know. But regardless... It's it's football season's halfway over. It is. It's crazy. Uh, and soon you all won't have to hear about our fantasy football. <laughs> no, fantasy football's fun. Yeah, it is fun. But Tyler, we've, we've got a lot to talk about this week. We can't talk too much about that because video games, they, I I have quite a lot to talk about when it comes to video games. Mainly on one game, but mm. yeah. yeah, I mm. Tyler, do you want to talk a little bit about games? Because I have a feeling I'm just going to go off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I, I didn't get to play too much this week. It's been a little frustrating how little I've been able to play video games the past two weeks. But uh, I think that'll end here shortly. As so, we've been painting our house, and we're basically through. Um, you know, the, the major portion of it where I'm pretty much done with it. And like this past week, I've hardly had a living room, kind of hard to play some video games when you don't have a living room. So, uh, but yeah, so we're basically done with that. And then, um, the night I probably could have played some video games, uh, some shit came up at work. So yeah, trying to do major house projects while also working a pretty highly demanding job, uh, sometimes can lead to not a lot of free time, which can be a little frustrating, but I think I'm through all of it, but I did play some things. I played some destiny to shadow keep, um, played a lot more of like the shadow keep campaign. Um, and 
Yeah, I'm kind of at a point where – so basically I had to do what the, what's called nightmare hunts, uh, which are some kind of specialized missions where you go and, and fight some bosses. And uh, there were bosses of uh, Destiny's past, which I thought was neat. Um, and you got to go some, to some old locations to fight those bosses. So a little bit of nostalgia there, I guess. But uh, – so they were cool. And now I'm at a point where I just got to like really grind a bunch of shit out in order to continue with the campaign. And I'm like, eh, okay, fine. I mean, I'm enjoying it and it's not like what I have to do is going to take forever, but it's just, you know, it's that destiny stuff of, you know, you got to grind something out. Basically I have to, I have to grind out these three artifacts that will then give me pieces of armor to go and do a thing. That's basically where I'm at. Um, but I mean, otherwise, you know, it's Destiny. Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. They made some cool changes, and I'm enjoying it, so I'm going to continue playing that campaign. Plus, I kind of want to see where it goes from a story perspective. Um, and then I think the only other thing I did was I finished Control. You did. You, you, you finished it. Finally, Damn, yes. I, I, I guess I can stop uh, stop my counter days since you said you would finish Control. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I did, did finally get to finish control and, uh, I was much closer to the ending than I thought. Uh, so it really didn't take me too long and I just kind of pounded out the the story and and the rest of the, the campaign there, but I thought it was very neat, a little, a bit of a mind fuck in terms of story. Yeah. Uh, it goes places. <laughs> it really does, and it throws a lot at you at the end. Um, you know, once you kind of wrap your mind around what those things potentially are, you know, it's cool. Uh, I still, I think, control uh, has a very cool story. It has a very great world that I liked being in. Um, this is just my personal opinion, of course. I just think it sometimes it's a little too confusing for its own good. Of like, it just didn't. It, it's it's lore and its world is sometimes just a little overcomplicated to me. Where I'm like, eh, you kind of losing me a little bit. But you know, one thing that I I liked about the ending is, uh, first of all, there were some very visually stunning locations, um, especially like the very last sort of combat sequence that you're going through um very cool looking stuff and now that they have that photo mode in there ooh, that was fucking that was very nice to have um sorry frank um i kind of liked though that there really wasn't a final boss fight in a way um it's just a lot of a lot of combat encounters, which I I, I kind of enjoyed, because um, I think that kind of spices things up a little bit. Um, they were pretty tough, some of them though. I'll say that they kind of throw everything at you. Yeah, really make you do a lot of different things. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was cool. You know, it, it's definitely one of my favorite games this year. I don't think it's perfect, but it, it's it's a it's a fresh new IP, a really interesting world um, that I think Remedy could build on a great deal. Um, and I hope that they do. I hope, you know, the potential we, we don't truly know. But, you know, this game 
seems like it didn't really sell that well. Um, so I hope that doesn't turn Remini off from investing into this IP in the future. And I know they really haven't really ever made sequels, I think, besides one Max Payne sequel. Um, but this is a game I think could use a lot, you know, uh, some more exploration. Because, um, yeah, the, the ending was, was interesting. What, what I, all right. Major spoiler here for Control. So if you want to skip ahead five minutes, go for it. This is your last chance. Um, Because I just want to bring it up. I thought it was interesting. You do all the stuff um, with the Hedron. And then the credits roll. And you're like, really? That's it? What the fuck? And then... You know, then some other things happen, some very uh, mind bending sort of things, uh, you know, getting you know, you end up back in in almost like a desk position. You got to deliver mail and do all this sort of stuff and you discover some things and interesting because so I, I kind of I thought that was pretty cool how they were like, here's the end. And it's just like, nah, just kidding. I mean, that's what that's what the hiss wants you to think. It's the end. Yeah. They do. They do. And there's just some like really creepy stuff at the end too. Like, um, I think it's maybe the third time you go through that ending sequence. Cause you're kind of repeating it. Uh, some things change. You see some people are kind of corrupted by the hiss. Mm-hmm. Um, this one dude has like a bag over his head, which is like those enemies that you fight, but it's like, it's just creepy. Cause he's just sitting there with a bag over his head. And then Dylan's just like standing behind glass, just staring at you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the game really yeah. is unsettling at times. I feel like, Control did a great job of like mixing like elements of uh, Twilight Zone, X Files, and Marvel movies all in one game. It's it it yeah. seems really cool. It's I, I like yeah. I like the balance they struck with it. Yeah, me too. It was a good game for sure. Um, I think I will probably so there. I do have a few side things left to do. I'm not sure if I'll do them right now um so i'll probably just give the game back to you um whenever i see you if i see you this weekend or next week or whatever mm-hmm. um and i might i might just pick up a copy down the road for myself just to have just because i think it is a it is a cool game i would like to return to platinum it but i would like to also just play some other games because there's just a lot happening right now so yeah control definitely one of my favorite experiences of of the year Awesome. Awesome. Alrighty. Last thing quick. I totally forgot to mention that everyone always talks about the ashtray maze. Fucking amazing. Oh my God. I love that. Uh, (laughs) And and it has like this unexpected element to it that I did not hear anything about. I heard people going like, Oh, the ashtray maze is cool. But um, there's this just added element to it uh, that I thought just brought it to a whole nother level. And what a, what a cool moment. So Artie's into some pretty cool music. He is. He is, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I've played a few games. Of course, as I do every week, I played Apex Legends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Not much more to say about it. I continue to enjoy it. Uh, there's going to... I guess I'll just pull it out of the news real quick here. Uh, there's going to be a duos mode in Apex Legends that we have to play. Starts on oh. November 5th. All right, that sounds cool. 
I'm not sure how long it's running. They haven't specified, but yeah, we need to play some duos. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that when we were playing it. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, it's like they're listening to us while listening to our party chat. and Yeah. yeah no privacy. We, we get no privacy in this world. No, we definitely do not. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I also played some more Final Fantasy XIV, the post-game of Stormblood. I am about halfway through it. I have 19 quests to go before I start Shadowbringers. And holy crap, the Discord I'm in that is playing Final Fantasy XIV right now is freaking out about the latest patch, mm. which is the start of the post-game for Shadowbringers. Ah. Is it changing everything, or what's it doing? It's well, it's it's so they put everything behind spoiler tags so I don't so people don't get spoiled like me who started gotcha. playing this game this year. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like people are very satisfied with where the game is going. Okay. And the new alliance raid is really cool, according to them. Uh, I mean, I saw the trailer. It's the it's the factory from Near Automata. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can imagine what that raid is like, but uh, I can't wait to get to it, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will I'll say wait. the story is really starting to pick pick up midway through the Stormblood postgame. It's starting to get to the setup for Shadowbringers now. Cool. Yeah. Well, only 100 more hours until you're there. Yep. On, my, on the Steam <laughs> counter, it's 229 hours now. Holy shit. Yeah. That's an MMO for you, man. It'll consume all your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did carve out some time to play and complete The Outer Worlds. Dude, I've, been, I've wanted to play this game so badly this week, so I'm eager to hear about it. By God, this is a fantastic game. Uh, so it is one of those, when I say one of those, of course, like a Fallout or Elder Scrolls, it is that style of first-person RPG, of course. Uh, but it does things better than Bethesda has done them recently, um, <laughs> in that uh, your companion characters are actually fully fleshed-out characters that have their own stories that you should care about. Um, yeah, I... Every single one of the characters, any all of your companion characters, are just a million times better than whatever Bethesda's thrown at you. Yeah, it seems a little Mass Effect like in that way. Yeah, it is a little bit. Uh, it it has that. I'm sure you've seen it. That selection screen every time you leave your ship, like select. It has them all lined up, and you select two of them to go out with you. Mm-hmm. And they have cool interparty banter and all that stuff. Yeah, it's. I'm really enjoying it. Um, the you can see some of the cracks were like not necessarily cracks, but like this game did have a smaller budget than one of those Bethesda style games, right? In that, like a lot of the uh, weapon models aren't aren't varied a lot. Uh, they do have like a ton of cool weapons, but the they're basically like here's a tier one version of this weapon or a tier two version of this weapon or an ultra version of this weapon. But Mm. like beyond the name, you can't really tell the difference between them. Like they they look the same. They behave the same. Uh, All that changes are the numbers. Right. Uh, The outfits are cool. Like there are a lot of, there are a lot of cool outfits you can wear. Uh, I'm sure you've seen in the promotional thing, the moon man. 
Yes. Yeah. You, you yeah can, I've seen that. You can get a Moon Man helmet. Ooh, buddy. And I'm not going to spoil it too much, but there's some special dialogue if you talk to that guy with the Moon Man helmet on. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I think this game benefits a lot from being the smaller scale too. Uh, yeah. Like there, there's a lot of a lot of dialogue accounts for like what you've done and what in some in some cases what you're wearing in a way that I don't think could be pulled off in a larger scale game because there's mm-hmm. just too much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it start to finish. They give you a ton of different choices. It branches out a lot like a New Vegas would. Uh, which is, of course, another Obsidian RPG. Um, and it does that Obsidian RPG thing at the end where it has a narrator that goes over your actions and their consequences. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, which makes me super want to go and play that game over again because there are definitely different paths you can take. Mm-hmm. What what kind of character did you build? I, what did I, you do? I made a very stupid scientist. Stupid scientist. All right. Yeah. So he, his intel, his intelligence was at the minimum, but I boosted his skills in like in the tech tree, which is like engineering, uh, science, and medical. <laughs> so like, my my character would would do things that don't make any sense, but they would work because they're they have a high enough skill check in science. It's yeah, it's it's funny. Like it's so, it's 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 specialized. Like the the skill check says dumb and that skill, and you do do something like one of the ones is there's this robot that needs repaired, and and the dumb engineering thing you do is just smack it, and it works. <laughs> that is completely amazing. Oh my goodness. So yeah. do you have like dumb dialogue choices then? Yes. Or? Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to spoil the w- one thing from the ending of this game where like you, you, one of the main characters in my playthrough asks you what you're going to do after all of this at, at the end of the story and I said I'm, I'm going to go get some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amazing. And it acknowledges oh, wow. that in the post-game narration. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I, I'm definitely uh, curious to go through it with other stat configurations because like, I want to know what it's like if you are an extremely smart character or if you are a character that has exactly zero charisma or a character that is super nervous. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's just so so many different ways that this game can go, different directions, and I, I am very much appreciating it. It took me between thirty and forty hours to beat. Okay. Uh, I I don't remember the exact hour count at the end, but yeah, it it's really cool. A lot a lot of cool different locations. You travel planet to planet in smaller zones, like a Mass Effect. Uh, but yeah, it, I. I I really enjoy it. The side quests are definitely worth doing. I think I've I did every side quest except one that required me to go find all the science weapons. One of them was locked behind a lock picking check where I had to go find a key and I couldn't find the key and my mm. lock picking wasn't very good. It was a level one hundred lock, man. Oh shit. And you do get bonuses from your companions, but the bonuses aren't gonna push me over up to one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like the the length of this game is really going to benefit. It's you know just benefit in general, um, in that you know you'll want to do maybe multiple playthroughs of the game if it's only going to take you twenty hours to get through it, rather than a hundred. Um, and I, I'm I'm glad you know I know it's a game on a smaller budget, but it even sounds like they want to stick with that if they are making a sequel to this game too, which I think is a breath of fresh air. Yeah, and where the story leaves off, it sounds like a sequel very much could happen. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And if they weren't owned by Microsoft, I could see a way that this game would fit into the Fallout universe, but that's definitely not a thing. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, do it anyways. Mm. But yeah, that does it for games the, I've played. Uh, what, do you have any more questions about the Outer Worlds? Yeah, I mean, does the game play well in terms of like shooting or anything? Oh yeah, like yeah. That? Well, okay. okay. So I'm playing on PC. Okay. So I don't know what it's like on a controller, but it feels right, more or less. Like it's it, the shooting's good. The aim, the aim down sight stuff works. The combat is, it can be challenging if you bump it up to hard. Uh, but it, yeah, it's it plays good. Okay. And yeah, I have I run mean, it. And unlike Bethesda games, I've run into very few bugs, if any. All right. Uh yeah. Uh, yeah, so. I uh so, so do you think it plays better than Fallout 4? Yeah, definitely. It okay. feel it feels good, a lot good. better than Fallout 4 to me. Cool. Yeah, that's that's something I was just curious about because there's no like bat system or anything in this game, yeah, right? There, there's tactical time dilation which oh, okay. uh, is basically a slow-mo. Uh you have a slow-mo meter and you can like there are perks you can do to extend that or, or make it refill okay. fast faster but yeah it's slow-mo and it doesn't drain unless you're moving or shooting so it's a good way to take to assess the situation before yeah. you do anything gotcha cool yeah it sounds good i i hope it does very well and um just very interesting you know this game obviously is going to get a million comparisons to bethesda games um and it's just so interesting how this game just does things on a smaller scale but you know very very well it seems like and bethesda's over here with like fallout 76 being like buy our subscription plan that doesn't work look at our giant empty (laughs) map yeah like all right uh Whatever. All righty. Cool. Uh, Last question. Yeah. One of your favorite games of the year, for sure. Yeah, I. It's definitely top five. I'd have to. Cool. I'd have to. Go, I'd have to dip my toes back into some games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's up there. Awesome. I'm also just a sucker for these kinds of games. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead real quick because we did miss the major piece of news last week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if we had recorded on our norm- on our normal schedule, uh, we would have caught this. But The Last of Us 2 delayed until May. May 29th. Mm-hmm. Which is, I thought it was... I thought it was a little bit funny because of the recency that they announced the release date initially, but yeah. Right. I guess stuff comes up and they want to make the game better, which is fine. I don't care. You can 
push it out. There's still plenty of shit in first quarter that I, I'm going to play. Yeah, I mean, there's no uh, issue with them delaying the game at all. It's just, yeah, it's just weird because literally like a month ago, they announced the release date for this game. And it's like, okay, sure. I wonder um, when did they know that they weren't going to hit that February date? Like, was it before they announced it? Was it, you know, one week after? And uh, what caused it them to go like, we're not going to make it at all? Um, I, I'm just curious on the timing of that. I mean, we'll probably never really know, but it's just it's just weird. But um, and then, the, you know, the other piece of this is that you know, it's rumored now that Ghost of Tsushima was going to release around this May time frame and is now pushed towards later in the year. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, that just means it's going to release at the launch of the PlayStation 5. You think it'll be a launch game? Yeah. Ooh. See. Yeah, I mean... I don't think it'll be a launch game, and I think that's just what's going to... I feel like Ghost of Tsushima is kind of in an awkward spot now because I feel like, you know, just my pure speculation is that Sony's probably going to have something major at the launch for PlayStation 5. Um, They kind of have to, and that thing will be the new shiny thing, whereas Ghost of Tsushima might be released and kind of, you know, not given as much love, potentially, as as it might have deserved just because it, it now might release in a very busy time frame maybe it won't sell as well or something because new consoles are coming around the corner people don't want to buy new games i mean pure speculation of course but i feel like it's a weird spot for that game to be in i feel like if the last of us could have hit its february date and ghost came out in you know april may or whatever that's just like perfect but i think it'll be an august september game hmm that's my guess. That's all we can really do here is guess. Yeah. I mean, I I was very excited, of course, to play The Last of Us in February because that's not that far away. So, of course, I'm a little saddened. But, hey, if it makes it a better game, it makes it a better game. But I think at this point now, when Naughty Dog announces a release date, we should not believe it. Because the past, like, what, three games now they've delayed? Um, you know, Uncharted 4 got multiple delays. The Last of Us got delays. Now Last of Us Part 2 got delays. And, yeah, they're all great games when they come out. But they always need a little bit more time in the oven before they release. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess. Hmm. So the biggest game of the year launched last week. Yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And it has some choice things in its campaign. Um, yeah. Uh, so there, in the Call of Duty Modern Warfare campaign, there there is alluded to an event called the Highway of Death, which has a real-world companion... Uh, in during the Kuwait conflict, uh, America bombed retreat bombed a highway 
where opposing forces were retreating and there were civilians evacuating as well. And it's widely thought of by the world community as a war crime, although war crimes only get pressed against people who can't defend themselves. Um, And in the game, they attributed this event, which is happening in a fictional country, but they attributed an event that is eerily similar to Russia. Which, it, it just seems sloppy to do something like that. And they're out here defending it like... I, man, I, I they're, they're stepping in their own shit here. And the, the, the way it's rolled out and the way they're defending it, it's, it's really weird. I don't... I don't how, how much have you seen about this? I just heard about this today. Um, and it's... I don't know. I mean... I think it's overall just a little strange to kind of, in a way, recreate something and then slightly change it a little bit of something that, you know, really isn't a great thing that happened. Um, And then to change it and then to try to defend it when it's to me, it just seems a a little obvious where they got their inspiration from. That's what I think is just kind of crazy like uh, I, I, I if you wanted to recreate something like that which is you it's know like they Google say but it's like they googled bad war crimes yeah <laughs> and then they were like oh we can just lift this and put it on our game yeah and let's blame it on the Russians because apparently because probably when they were writing that there was probably some popularity between blaming the Russians for things probably they were writing this in the height of the Russian the accusations of Russia interfering in elections and what Russia did in in the Ukraine and all that stuff well, so we, we know you can't use China mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely can't do that I mean the first the first modern warfare Modern Warfare 4 was about Russians, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Right. Might just be sticking with that. But yeah. but God um, forbid that we ever admit that the United States does some shitty things in war. Right, right. I mean, every country has done some super shitty things during war. It's war. And war is not great. But, yeah, this is just seems a little little on the nose to me mm-hmm. for kind of kind of no reason. I feel like, you know, I, I haven't played this campaign yet. I've heard, you know, I've heard good things about it. But I feel like with some things it's going trying to be. I don't know. I'm trying to just think how to put it. Very. They're trying to be obviously as real as possible. Um but also fictionalizing things at the same time, which can just get a little weird. War isn't black and white, but we always know who the good guys are, right? Yeah. And of, and of course, to Call of Duty, this is them not making no political statement. The whole game makes no political statement or anything like that, which is like, all right, whatever, man. Video games, we never make political statements. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I guess we can stick with the hmm, 
Activision and Blizzard are part of the same thing. Yeah. And are both stepping into some political shit. Uh, but as always, BlizzCon has some leaks ahead of time. Uh, there are leaks alluding to a new character in Overwatch, a potential Overwatch 2, and what's next for World of Warcraft. Seems like this happens every year. Leaks. Yeah. Now, do you think these things are intentionally being leaked? Hmm. I don't, you know, no, because like if they were, it would be a lot, it would be a lot juicier than this. True. It would be more than just this image. Right. Yeah. So apparently this Overwatch 2 is going is going to be called Overwatch Chapter 2. Um, and, you know, we kind of touched uh, a few weeks ago about like how they're changing some progression systems and all that. Um, but apparently this will have some sort of campaign to it. Um, yeah, but which is interesting. I don't know. Based on my time in the Overwatch PVE experience they've put out in events and stuff. I'm not very. I'm not sure that they know what they're doing. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. Like I I liked those Overwatch PVE events for the first four or five times I did them, and then it was just like, okay, this is not not that much fun because they just were very very repetitive. So hopefully they, and I'm I'm sure they knew that, but you know, I really hope that they completely build something dedicated and and way more interesting than those PVE events that they had in the first game because if not then then that's that's a an addition to the game that's not worthwhile at all and you know apparently there will be another mode added to the game I I'm blanking on what I read there but um that's another thing which I think Overwatch kind of needed um I don't think Overwatch is a game that needs 25 different game modes, like, say, a Call of Duty. Uh, but because, the, you know, the core game modes that they have are, are very, very, very strong. And just the fact that you can use so many different characters and create different strategies just brings a lot of replay value to it. But I think another in addition of another one or two game modes that are just as strong just makes the whole game a better product. And um because that was you know i love overwatch it's one of my favorite games it's definitely one of my favorite games of this generation but yeah i just kind of fell off of it because it just started to feel a little bit of the same and then you know some of the competitive balance was just a little frustrating to me um especially in in like the the ranked stuff i just felt like just constantly just like crazy ridiculous shit was happening and it just wasn't fun anymore Mm. Yeah, I I mean I haven't played Overwatch in probably two years. What what year did that come out? Twenty fifteen? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. So it, yeah, it's probably been two years since I've played Overwatch. Yeah. Uh I hope this new thing is something that can excite me. Yeah. Yeah, sure I'll be I'll be excited for the game. Um just wonder when you know we'll probably be talking about this in more of an official yeah, capacity Blizz next week, happening this weekend we'll have we'll have official news next week about all the stuff they've got right uh, but for now let's move on to ea we have a block of ea news nba live 20 you might wonder where it is it's not happening mm, they're going to focus sad. on next gen consoles 
Uh, so yeah, <laughs> just no NBA live game this year. Every day I woke up and I was like, hmm, where's NBA live 20? You weren't. No, no. Hmm. I was sad. You don't, you, you don't even play basketball games unless someone brings one over. <laughs> I just NBA lives has been a weird franchise. This whole console generation. The last NBA live I played was 06. Yeah, for me, I played one of them back in the day like mm-hmm. that, around that time. And then it just kind of went away, and then they brought it back, and it's not really been that good. I don't know. Yeah, I think I can see it being a long title for for these consoles. It seems like that sort of game, but will it be called NBA Live 20? That gets weird. Hmm. All right. And in, in NBA 2K just has completely just dominated in terms of but it's sales also, and it, the basketball is good is but it turned into a casino. It has absolutely. I mean, no denying that. If EA can be <laughs> come out here and be like, "We have the basketball game without the bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But is EA the company to do that? I don't. I don't think so. But it would be funny if that's the angle they took, <laughs> releasing yeah. their next basketball game. It's actually like if you watch NBA 2K games recently, like it's actually quite disgusting how monetized those games are, and yet they just sell and sell and make money all the time. It's like, ah. but I, I know they're more. You it's know, because the basketball is good. It is. It's fun to play. I'm, it, it is. I mean, they, they have that on lockdown. I know an NBA game is not, um, you know, that's more for the mainstream, for the masses, um, where they probably don't care about that stuff as much as we do. Um, but it's just, it is sad. Yeah. Uh, also, sad. We're not getting a Battlefield game next year. Oh, no. They're aiming for fiscal year 2022. Yes. Which, uh, yeah. Mm. No Battlefield game. Apex Legends is going to be their shooter for the future. Does that worry you? It absolutely does. The monetization is only (laughs) going to get worse. (laughs) I agree. They got to make money somehow. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't make me hopeful for a Titanfall game. No. It makes me think that's even further out. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with that. For sure. Mm. I, I do think it makes sense for EA to kind of halt the, you know, the brakes a little bit on Battlefield. Uh, because, you know, Battlefield 5 seemed like it was a fine game, but definitely not where it should have been. Definitely didn't sell as well as it should have. Just take the extra time more than usual and just make a really fucking good Battlefield game. Because if not, I think that could that could be a bad thing for not only the franchise, but also DICE. I mean, DICE hasn't really nailed their releases like they should have. And like they did years and years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Between that and in Battlefront, um, EA did say we're getting a Star Wars game next year. I think. Yes. Um, 
They like, say there's another one in the works, and I'm like, what's that from? Is that that old Amy Hennig project? But I thought they canceled that. So maybe they re, you know, rebooted it or found something new. That team, I don't mm-hmm. know. But I don't think we know what who's developing that Star Wars project. No, we don't. But also, um, this points to a new Dragon Age not happening as well. Not until after yeah. March 2022. Yep. Which take your damn time. I mean, I agree. Just take your damn time with the next Dragon Age. I. I can't have you killing off both Mass Effect and Dragon Age. <laughs> this this next game is a, a make or break game for Bioware. So, you know, if that game's not coming until fall 2022, spring 2023, you know, that's that's a good long while from now to where, you know, they definitely should have enough time to, to bang something out that's really good. Mm-hmm. I just I find it in you know it it's different for EA to kind of say you know what take a little bit extra time with these games rather than just pump them out so between now and you know what fall 2021 is potentially when this battlefield game could come out like I think that's it's going to be an interesting time for EA because they don't have a ton of other major franchises or developers that could put something out um like yeah we'll get a new star wars game next year that could be cool hey they have apex legends they have their sports games but i think it's going to be a really potentially dry time for ea Mm. i mean we all know madden and fifa ultimate team will keep ea afloat as long as they need it to Mm -hmm. yeah uh, uh, and I agree with you. I'm a little worried about Apex, just its monetization. But I do wonder if the focus of that game being like the shooter over the next year, in in a way, that's a, that's a good sign that that EA is willing to continue to really invest into that game. And, and you know, I'm I'm excited to see what that game becomes over the next year. Do they launch a spinoff Apex game? I don't know. I, like an arena shooter, an Apex Arena. Apex Titanfall. Mm. <laughs> nah, that's not no. gonna happen. No. Okay. No. We're not that lucky. Alright. Uh, do they do a limited time mode? in apex legends where they maybe reduce the players to 20 and they're all in titans yeah but then what's what's the gameplay <laughs> do you just drop and fight like are yeah. you picking are you picking anything up at all maybe i don't know maybe maybe there's some extra power-ups or something along the way different different types of weapons for your titan are they gonna give it like battlefield's destruction physics so you can stomp around and and break buildings and shit <laughs> I don't know mm. yeah be interesting. it is going to be interesting uh, other interesting news from Ubisoft Watch Dogs Legion is delayed as well as Ra- Ga- Rainbow Six Quarantine and Gods and Monsters they're not going to come out until after March yeah So, Apparently yeah. now they are also cross-generation titles. Yes, uh, 
according to GameIndustry.biz. Ubisoft states, our goal is to put crossplay in all the PvP games we have, which, yeah, I mean, go for it. I mean, Ubisoft has always been kind of like at, trying to be at the front of things, of trends. They, I mean, they, they put games out on Switch before anyone else does. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. this makes sense. I just wonder, like, is it too late for some of these games? I think some of them it's not too late. Like, you know, I think crossplay makes sense for um, Rainbow Six Siege for sure is probably the biggest example. Uh, for Honor and The Division Two are, are the three games that I think they have that it makes sense for. Those games still have have a fan base that I think it would work for. Now, like Ghost Recon, I, I don't I don't know on that. Like, I don't I don't see. Yeah, but uh, East Grimo just really trashed Ghost Recon <laughs> Breakpoint. Yeah, <laughs> in in their um, earnings call as well, saying like, yeah, that game basically wasn't good, but we're gonna try to fix it. And they changed a bunch of their financials also because of that in the division two not selling according to plan but also delaying these games so i thought that was pretty like ballsy like holy shit <laughs> yeah uh, i wonder if that kind of honesty has a negative impact on you know the people who made the game right like yeah i, I wonder how they must feel like you like- have your boss up there talking publicly about it yeah yeah yeah, I mean, I'm. I wonder how that feels. Like, yeah, I put my hard work into I, this for three years, and man, our boss just hates it. But may, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I didn't even make some of it. these decisions. But shit, <laughs> right? I'm sure the developers knew where some things you know need improved. But I don't know. Maybe on the flip side, they look at it and go, you know what? This game isn't as good as we thought it was and it needs to get better but you don't see that a lot out of these earnings calls to shareholders of like yeah this game fucking was not good <laughs> you know usually they they spin it in a much more word salady way mm. um but yeah I, yeah I, the thing i'd okay. say about ghost recon though is that they kept updating wildlands until breakpoint right. came out which means right. that people haven't really had a break from Ghost Recon, and it's going to take a lot to get those people excited again for this new game. Right. Because they've been. Wasn't... Because it's so similar, it's like they've been playing this game for a couple years already. Right. And there wasn't enough new there to entice new players to want to jump over. And a certain. Uh, extent their mistake was supporting wildlands as long as they did yeah yeah which is weird because that's usually what ubisoft's been really good at over this last generation is supporting their titles and really turning them around into something that's good Mm -hmm. so i don't know see where wildlands goes what what do you make of them delaying you know three of their major titles especially watchdogs you know it's just what's releasing in spring now I, I i forgot well you know the last of us is in may mm-hmm. avengers is in may cyberpunk is in april um final fantasy 7 is still on track for march i think okay i think those are all the major 
major games. Is, oh, uh, Neo 2 just got a date today. Yeah. Hmm. Which, talk about that a little bit, a little bit later. But When is Doom Eternal? Yeah. Oh, March. March 20th. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. There's still Spring's shit to still play. Stacked. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, I, I wonder if that Avengers game gets pushed and our bet will I be off. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. Like when when I I did have that thought of um, the Last of Us got pushed to May, and I'm like, you know what? There's a possibility I could honestly lose that bet now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's it's like at the very end of May. It's only on one platform, so I I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's a huge fucking game, so it could still work out if if it launches then and maybe avengers doesn't get good reviews so it doesn't sell as much it's it's a total possibility but i don't know wait i I think it'll come out may dude avengers Hmm. i'm 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 looking something else up uh (laughs) hold on there's death when does death stranding come to pc oh early summer 2020 so i guess that is a little bit later yeah. than May. But but also, you know, another thought potentially could be, you know, Cyberpunk launches mid-April. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game's huge. I'm not saying it, it would be number one in May, potentially, but I'm sure that game will sell well in May. And also, maybe people will still be playing that game and won't want to pick up an Avengers. Yes, they're two different games, two different target audiences there, um, but that's another possibility for for the more hardcore gamers. I don't know. Mm. It'll be interesting if if it all happens or bad. I, I'm, I'll, I'll be uh, looking forward to that NPD. Mm-hmm. But the, the last thing, the only thing I'll say about some of these delays, you know, take your time. I, I'm glad that they're delaying these games to make them better. Um, something like Watch Dogs Legion now makes me want to go like... Do I get that game on PS4? You know, if, if it's going to be out on PS5 now, I don't know if I'll be getting a PlayStation 5 like at launch or anything, but, you know, it'll be a much more superior game. And then also this whole backwards compatibility for these consoles, you know, how's that work too? You know, with with how's that going to work in the next generation? Because it's not like the leap from PS3 to four where it made sense to remaster that game and and sell it again. Um, And also, you know, PS3 games won't work on PS4, whereas the PS5 is going to be backwards compatible. So just curious on how that works. Like, do I get a PlayStation 5 patch for free? Do I have to pay for it? A lot of questions still to be answered between now and next holiday. Yeah. All righty. Before we go, move on to some more video game news. I want to put in here: uh, PlayStation View is shutting down in January. Uh, it's been happening. PlayStation View launched in 2015. They kept adding channels I don't like, raising their prices. Mm. I'm not surprised, especially with the competitive market with streaming television. Um, yeah. I, there are other options, I would say, to anyone who is, who is going to miss PlayStation View. Right. All righty. 
Um, okay, so you said Neo 2 is coming in March 2020. If the crisis, then that sort of sucks. I'm sorry, did... did what? There must be... Yeah, that... Uh, the Skype made some funky ass noises there. Ah, um, yeah, I didn't what, catch what, what you said. What I was saying is, though, I think PlayStation View was coming at live TV or just TV in general from a from a different and interesting angle. Uh, you know, kind of paying for your own stuff, but then you know when you keep increasing the prices and and all that, then kind of doesn't work out for you. All righty. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I've already moved on. I hope other people find a way to move on as well. Uh, you mentioned earlier that Neo 2 is coming in March 2020. Yeah. Well, there's an open beta that starts November 1st. That might be the day you're listening to this. Yeah, go ahead, get in there, download it. I think you can actually preload it now, maybe. Cool. Uh, beta's running from November 1st to the 10th. Yeah, I. It this looks like a really cool game. Uh, another cool game, Disco Elysium, is coming to consoles next year. Uh, it's a classic RPG. It's been getting a lot of hype. Uh, a lot of things that I've said about Outer Worlds is amplified here in Disco Elysium, and a lot of the choice, the dialogue stuff, and like how your character is built impacts yeah. the story and how you progress through it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm interested in Disco Elysium. It's, yeah, it's out right now on PC if you can swing that way. Mm-hmm. Disco Elysium seems like your jam. It is. It, it absolutely <laughs> is. I, yeah. I really want to play it. And that game has gotten some fucking crazy good reviews. I think IGN gave it like a 9.6. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's cool for sure. You know, put it put it in front of more people. Um, back on Neo 2, you going to play this this beta? You know, I I don't know. I've I've got some things coming that I want to play. Uh, I might not have time for it. Gotcha. That that's where I stand at the moment. Uh sadly for you, Tyler, I know you bought Neo like a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's okay. But the November's free PS plus games include Neo as well as Outlast 2. Alright. Uh, I remember playing the first Outlast back on, on the early days of PS4. Very creepy game. Yeah. I haven't played the second one, but yeah. Yeah. Outlast is very spooky. Yeah. Um, And of course, we have deals for you. A a huge PlayStation Plus store up to 40% off for PlayStation Plus members, 20% off without. Uh, I'm going to scroll down to the bottom because there's some confusing things where they switch over to a DLC uh, if you want to get a stop started from the top. Sure. I'm a little confused here. I guess this is different editions of it, but there is literally three different editions of Batman Arkham Knight listed, but they're all different prices and they don't say what editions they are or if it's a season pass or whatever. 
The cheapest one is $9.74. The most expensive one is $13. So, yeah, get that game for cheap. It's pretty cool. Uh, If you want to play Unravel 2, or if you want to play both of those games, you can get Unravel 2 for $10 or the Yarny Bundle for $12. Borderlands Game of the Year Edition. Once again, two... Two different versions listed, not really saying a difference. One's twenty two fifty, the other one is sixteen dollars. This is weird, man. They typically are way better than this. Okay. So I'm gonna have to go to the PlayStation store, but there's something here listed as the Bioware bundle at f- priced at fourteen thirty nine. And I need to know oh. what they're considering the Bioware bundle. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, well, while you're looking that up, uh, how about some chicken assassin reloaded for five fifty nine? That's okay. just a fucking badass title. So the Bioware bundle includes Dragon Age Inquisition and Mass Effect Andromeda. It's I would have okay. I would have fallen Ooh. out of my chair for this Andromeda <laughs> and Anthem. Me too. Me too. Holy shit. Um how about some Contra Rogue Core for $28? <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront 2 for $750. All right. Uh, Control is on sale for $42. Go buy it. Yes. Uh, Life is Strange episodes 2 through 5 are on sale for a dollar a pop. Mmm. Uh, I think this was a game you enjoyed back a few years ago, Cosmic Star Heroin. Yes, that is a fantastic video game. Yeah, $3. Mm, What else do we have here? See, it's really confusing because mixed in here are some actual games with this DLC. I don't know why they did, did it like this. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get either. the control season pass, because there is DLC coming seventeen fifty right now. All right. Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen is fifteen dollars. Burnout Paradise HD is six bucks. Um, I believe this is the new, um, like a, I guess it's a first party title that Sony launched this year. Erica? Uh, that you, yeah, you play on your phone. Erica, yeah, six dollars. All righty. Well, hmm. I don't know what half of these things are, so I'm just gonna keep <laughs> scrolling. Uh, Torchlight Two. It, I think it just recently came to consoles. It's on sale for fourteen dollars. They still want. Good. They still want you to pay money for Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. Oh God, really? They want you to pay eighteen dollars for Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. Fuck, man! I forgot about that game. Ugh, that's sad. Uh, Geometry Wars Three is four fifty. That's a cool game. And then uh, another game that came out recently that got some pretty solid reviews. Good RPG, Greedfall. Mm. It's thirty thirty five dollars. A recent release, The Surge Two, is on sale for forty two dollars. Hmm. Let's see. Got some King of Fighters stuff on sale. Jackbox Party Packs One through Five. Uh, 
Party packs one and two are ten dollars. Party pack three is fifteen dollars. Party pack four is twelve fifty five. Party pack five is eighteen dollars. Right on. Injustice two legendary edition for twenty four dollars. Right on. Super hot is ten bucks. Super hot. Metal Gear Solid five. You want to get some Kojima in there. Ten dollars. Unfortunately, I did not receive review code for Death Stranding. <laughs> nope. Nope. Gosh. But I am so, interested to see what other people have to say. Dude, we're gonna know if that's a good video game in like five hours. Yeah, that's like two a.m. Right. Yep. Something like that. Street Fighter Five. You can get for eight bucks. Stellaris. You can get for twenty dollars, or the deluxe edition for thirty. Moss is $15. Nice. Uh, we've got some Resident Evil here for you. Let me get to the top of this Resident Evil. There's a whole list of Resident Evil here. Resident Evil, $8. Resident Evil, zero eight dollars Four, five, and six, also $8. Resident Evil 7, $15. Resident Evil Code Veronica, that's a PS2 game, $7.50. Resident Evil Revelations, $8. Revelations 1 and 2 bundle, $16. Resident Evil Triple Pack, I don't know what that includes, $24. Resident Evil Deluxe Origins bundle, $16. There's plenty of Resident Evil out there for you. Yeah, there's a lot of Resident Evil games on these consoles now mm-hmm. as well. That kind of puts it a little bit in perspective. Uh, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch is $30. Rad is available for $12. I played that at PAX East. It was rad. Ooh. An older game here, but a good one. Okami HD for $10. If you want to do some racing sim work, Project Cars is $4. The Complete Edition is $8. There are seven versions of Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. Oh, boy. Konami really just wants all those things on the list here. Yeah. And there's 25 million Lego games for sale as well. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's enough for the games that are on sale. We have new video games out this week. And Tyler, get us started with this first title. 39 Days to Mars on PS4. Embark on the 19th century's most unreliable spaceship in this two-player couch co-op adventure. 39 Days to Mars is a unique game designed to be played with a friend where both players have important roles in expedition solar players are aided by the computer controlled ships guy next up is after party on playstation 4 i believe this is also on game pass yes in after party you are milo and lola recently deceased best buds who suddenly find themselves staring and staring down an eternity in hell but there's a loophole out drink satan and he'll grant you re-entry to earth time to go on the best bender ever this game seems cool Mm -hmm. um from the makers of oxen free that one is night school studios uh next up is annihilation on ps4 
Annihilation is a top-down arcade shooter. Defend your base from waves of enemies that spawn in random variations for endless fun. Try to earn high scores and go for the and go for perfect scores. Mm. Okay. Grab a friend and fight off waves of enemies together in a special co-op mode or go head-to-head in versus mode. Prepare for the onslaught. We've got some anti-grav racing here in Anti-Gravator. Anti-Graviator? Yeah. Anti-Graviator. Anti-Graviator is a sleek new take on the anti-gravity racing game. Use traps, power-ups, and boosts to overtake your opponents and dominate the track in single-player or multiplayer mode. With no speed limit holding you back, Anti-Gravator delivers the fastest racing experience of the future. Oh, boy. Uh, next up is Altelier, Ryza, Ever Darkness, and The Secret Hideout on PS4, digital and retail. Tired of village life, Ryza and friends leave the village and head to the isle across the shore as their first adventure. With the alchemists and others, it's a summer adventure they'll never forget. We've got a VR title out this week called Blind Spot. Blind Spot is a story-driven VR adventure game. Explore rooms, solve puzzles, follow your heart, and decide what is the truth in the end. Um, oh boy, very windy outside. Holy shit! Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> castle costume on PS4. Castle costume is a platform act adventure game set in a semi-open world environment and played from a third-person perspective. Travel between four worlds, which can be explored without time limits. Throughout the game, unlock different abilities and befriend characters as only together you can save Halloween. What a perfect Mm. game for Halloween. Alrighty, we have Citadel Forge with Fire out on Friday. Citadel Forged with Fire is a massive online sandbox RPG with elements of magic, spellcasting, and interkingdom conflict. As a newly minted apprentice of the magic arts, you will set off to investigate the dangerous world of Ignis. Your goal, create a name for yourself and achieve notoriety and power among the land's ruling houses. Cool art. I like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up is Close to the Sun. PS4. It's 1897. Deep in international waters, the Helios stands still. An unbound utopia for scientific research born of Nikola Tesla's vision. Journalist Rose Archer steps aboard in search of her sister, Ada, quickly to discover not all is as it seems. The The stench of rotting flesh lingers in the air. Silence. A single word is painted across the entrance. Quarantine! Mm. Returning here to VR. Cool Painter <laughs> VR Deluxe Edition. All right. Enjoy the full Cool Painter VR experience and bring out the artist you have inside with the Deluxe Edition, where, in addition to the original game, you will get the Voxel DLC as well as future gifts. Draw in space and share your creations with other artists. The only limit is your mind. Next up is Delta Squad on PS4. Delta Squad is an arcade game that will bring back memories of the games from the 90s, but with a fresh look for the modern era. 
having already survived an alien invasion in full blast, the Delta Squad must now do battle against General Rumanovsky, a mechanical overlord who will stop at nothing to achieve global domination. We have Disagia, Disgaea, Disgaea 4 Complete Plus. When ruling powers, when the ruling powers of Hades are revealed to be corrupt, Valva Torres must spark a rebellion to bring them down. Armed to the teeth with dynamic and dynamic over-the-top gameplay and a horde of special features, this is the ultimate Disgaea. Disney classic games Aladdin and the Lion King PS4 digital and retail two of the most beloved Disney games of all time make their long awaited return to modern consoles in Disney classic games Aladdin and the Lion King featuring multiple game versions in game rewind museum features and more I never played these games back in the day fuck this bullshit you don't like this Dude, this is just this is just a money grab. I mean, this essentially, is. but but if you're but if you just released movies here that made both a billion dollars, and then you're sitting on these games to people like from back in the day, why wouldn't you re-release them and make some money? These games that people like that they did nothing to except put some backgrounds to fill in the aspect ratio. <laughs> I mean, look at the store page here. That's all they did. And they aren't even good backgrounds. <laughs> the fuck is this now, bullshit? Is this your Disney bias coming out here, Frank? Maybe it is. Maybe. <laughs> Just a little bit. All right, I'll move on here to Dusk Diver. When an unstable dimensional rift be- brings together gods, phantoms, and humans, headstrong high school girl Yang Yumo must step up to protect the neighborhood. Fight alongside your guardians as part of a dynamic action-oriented combat system in, bus- in the bustling streets, stores, personalities, and even cuisines of Taipei. Except it's the Forbidden Arts on PS4. Holy fuck. It just hit me how many we've read were only an F. Yep. <laughs> the Forbidden Arts is an action-adventure platformer with focus on discovery and exploration. When the hero of the game, Phoenix, seeks the counsel of a druid, druid to make sense of his visions, she awakens the latency... The, yeah, she awakens the latent pyromancy within him. This begins an epic journey from Phoenix's humble beginnings as he seeks to master the element of fire. Fire! Right. We've got Ghost Parade. Ooh. There's something spooky in the woods, and it needs your help. Team up with 30 ghostly companions, each one lending a unique ability. Explore this spine-tingling, scrolling action adventure and work together to get everyone safely home. There's something spooky in the woods, and it needs your help. Alright. Harvest Moon, Mad Dash. My goodness, they're still making Harvest Moon games. Go solo or take along a few friends in this fast-paced farming frenzy. Harvest, fish, milk, and more as you fulfill orders to complete each level. Go watch out for molten lava, raging boars, and other obstacles. Can you and your friends try to clear the levels to restore the broken lighthouse? doesn't seem like a typical Harvest Moon game. 
There's always something. There's always something with those <laughs> games. I feel like those games were like fine back in the day, but since have not, you know, really been that great. They've definitely been outshined by other games who have been influenced by them. Right. All right, we've got Lost Artifacts Time Machine on PlayStation 4. A mysterious villain is using a time machine to destroy everything in his path. He wants to return the priest, the king of Atlantis, and the ancient emperor so he can use them to create a new world order. Claire and her friends must find out who the villain is and stop him and all his minions. Hurry, let's go on a journey. Milo, Miles and Kilo on PS4 and Vita Digital. Uh, it's crossed by. Miles and Kilo have been attacked by mischievous Spectre with their plan in pieces and a gang of thieving scoundrels running off with the important parts. The unfortunate duo's only hope to escape is to embark on a thrilling chase across a hunted island. Mm. All right. There are too many fucking games, man. Yeah, holy mother balls. Cubit's Quest. It's your job to protect Cubit. Welcome to to the Rover Blaster Tactical Team. Your mission is to ensure the safe delivery of Cubit's communications and data. Be careful. Cubit has a tough exterior, but is easily distracted. You must keep him safe at all costs. The success of the Resistance depends on you. Follow Cubit on adventures and play with friends. Spirit of the North on PS4. Spirit of the North is a single-player third-person adventure game inspired by the breathtaking and mysterious landscapes of Iceland with various pieces of Nordic folklore. The game purposefully has no dialogue or narrative. Breathe in the surroundings to solve various puzzles and speculate the meaning of a lost ancient civilization. All right. We got Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion HD renovation on PlayStation 4 and VR. I guess it is Halloween week, so everyone's going to put out it their is. fucking whatever shit they have. Yeah. Can you survive 1,000 rooms of cute terror, or are you breaking once the cutscenes start to fade and you're running for your life from unspeakable hideous beings that shake and writhe in the bowels of this house? VR is optional, and you can play through the game, through the entire game in VR. I would not like to explore any bowels in VR. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, next up is Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD. Hold on to your bananas because Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD is rolling your way. Experience the magic of one of the most beloved titles in the series, now remastered in HD. Have you ever played Super Monkey Ball? Yes. It is a good video game. Cool. I've not played it. But. Twin Cop. Ooh. On PlayStation 4. The subtitle here The Most Cooperative Game Ever. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> twin Cop is the most cooperative game ever. You and your friends are Twin Cop. One player controls the right arm and the other controls the left arm. You and your partner now each control half of the same body. So you'll really need to be in sync with one another if you're going to survive. Yeah, I mean, I, I hopefully they can live up to that tagline. That's a weird looking car as well. Uh, next up is Vector Wars. 
The year is 2024, and you're Commander James Moses, a space ranger. Your mission, destroy the robot death army, rescue the robo, the robo dudes, and save the world. Select your weapon and use your skills to face down a tidal wave of rogue robots. Frantic gameplay, an array of loud and destructive weaponry. You must cheat death at every turn. Hmm. Okay. Vorsaria, the lair of the forgotten. We're almost done, Tyler. Almost. I mean, almost. God. A pump action 2D side scrolling game with different enemy types, along with a jump to the roof mechanic that spices up the combat. Avoid traps, survive enemy encounters, and upgrade your weapons and gear to overcome the challenges. A jump to the roof mechanic. That's what, what it says. <laughs> okay. Uh, Voyage of the Dead, PS4. An action-packed shooter set on a cruise ship overrun by a zombie outbreak where up to four players can get caught in the chaos. It's your job to fight against the horde of undead menaces and protect the passengers. Mars, Latecon, and IR Station are needed to play this game. The fuck's that mean? I don't know, man. <laughs> we got Xeno Crisis. Xeno Crisis is an arena shooter in which one or two players control battle-hardened marines on a deadly mission to confront an alien menace. Run and gun your way through thousands of adversaries as you explore devastated re- explore the devastated research outpost, searching for survivors and ultimately facing the origin of the outpost's demise. I'm guessing the outpost demise, the origin of the outpost demise has to do with this alien fellow on the cover. Yeah, I think I think that's a good, good guess. Um, and I believe the last game we made it. Oh, thank fuck. Uh, at least Yakuza it's the, 4. Yeah, at good. least it's a good one here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, as part of the Yakuza remastered collection, experience Yakuza 4 in... 1080p 60 frames per second a murder in tojo clan territory sets or territory soon sets off an investigation by a small tojo branch follow the four playable protagonists as they unravel a battle over money power status and honor in a mysterious woman at the center of it all four playable characters yeah I mean, Yakuza Zero, I believe you played. Yeah, you played as both Mashima and Kiryu. Mm. Uh, yeah. But Yakuza over here with the fourth one, doing four playable protagonists before GTA Five made it cool. Yeah. <laughs> mhm. Uh, yeah. That's that's video games, everybody. What a fucking list. And honestly, nothing super major, I feel, this week. There's yeah, a couple it, things it, in there. It's weeks like this that make me want to just kill this segment. <laughs> yeah, I agree, I agree. Uh, but we can I mean, talk After about Party that. has gotten some good reviews. I mean, that's we, probably the biggest new release of the week. Yeah, we can we can go over like maybe like the... the high profile stuff or maybe something we played but shit this is just getting ridiculous i agree (laughs) this is like trying to keep up with steam releases (laughs) yeah yeah that that was a pretty pretty intense list i feel like that might have honestly been the longest list we've ever read yeah 
but ah, but we uh, we can look forward to the weekend, Tyler. Yes. The American GP is happening on Sunday. It is down in yeah. Coda. Yep. I watched uh, the Mexico Grand Prix. Yep. Watched Ferrari snatch defeat in the from the jaws of victory. Yep. <laughs> A front row lockout to what? Third and fourth, or second and fourth, or something like that. Pretty much. Bad, uh, bad pitch strategy. Yeah. But Lewis Hamilton wins again. He's going probably, to win that championship. Yeah, he'll probably clinch the title this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Unless they crash into each other. Yeah, you never know. Botas and Hamilton. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think if they crash into each other, I'm not sure if there's enough points. Hmm. I'd have to look at look at the standings real quick, but yeah. I I was a fool. I earlier in the podcast I mentioned I put Kenyon Drake on my bench in the first half. He already has. Let me check here again. Twelve and a half points. Oh fuck. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That's okay. I'm going to go. Actually, Tyler, you should go scoop up uh, Jalen Samuels right now because James Conner's not going to play Sunday. Mm. And I don't want my opponent to pick up Jalen Samuels. Yeah, I mean, it's something I might, I might honestly think about. Mm. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, oh, come on. Fucking Coleman's got zero. Mm. Eat my ass, buddy. Mm. Yeah, you, see, if you had Jalen Samuels, you'd have hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all righty. Also, coming this weekend, I'll probably make it to the beginning of Shadowbringers. Right on. That's that's going to be exciting for me. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I'm going to play. That's that's honestly the thing that I, I'm pumping away at is Final Fantasy fourteen. What you got in your sights? The Outer Worlds, baby. Mm. That's that's what I want to play. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to dive in dive into that this weekend. Yeah. All right. Excited to hear what you think of it. I guess we'll get back to that next week. If you need to contact us between now and next week, you can do that via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. Until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Boop.